0: Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner.
1: Howdy. Thanks for coming tonight. We're here tonight.
0: So who's on the show, honey?
1: We're really happy to be here tonight with the Stella Novas.
2: Down in Old Joe's barroom on the corner by the square, the drinks were being served as usual, and a goodly crowd was there. Went up stepped Old Joe, Joe McKinney, and his eyes they were bloodshot red as he poured himself one big old shot of whiskey. Rutted these were the words he said I went down to St. James Infirmary just to see my baby there stretched out on a cold white table so sweet so cold so Search this whole wide world over And you'll never find Amen. a man Seven women going down to the graveyard. Oh, listen.
1: The Novas. Thank you. I knew this would be weird interviewing ourselves, but I don't know. I we'd do it anyway.
0: Yeah, so Chris, what was your original idea with this group?
1: Well, I tell you, when we started the group. We, <laughs> we started the group about six years ago, a little longer than that, ago with Ed. It was a trio, Mary and, Mary and I and Ed Fila over here on the big jazz box.
3: It was six years ago?
1: I know.
4: Five. So it feels like a
3: long, lot Honey? longer. Don't ever just we, we had a barbecue that night. We had a barbecue. Yeah, that we met right. at a barbecue. Discussed the, everything we were going to do together. <laughs> yeah. We had big plans, big plans. Yeah, costumes. Pass the ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now... Where's the relish?
1: So, yeah, so Ed's on the guitar, and back here we have Mr. Jim Hoovey on the drums.
3: Hi. Hi. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Thank
1: Another you. lively Thank fellow. You.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jim's got a special kit here. What's special about your drum kit
5: tonight? Jim. Well, it's not your typical kit. It's kind of my hybrid kit. It's
0: where are your Tom Toms?
5: My Tom Toms are in in my garage right now. The Tom Tom drums? Yeah. No. So I, I just when when Chris uh, Chris and Mary, you know, we used to play together. Oh, mm-hmm. f- since what the mid '90s probably. Yes. We've, we've been working together in some fashion or another. Yeah, the, the common, common faces, faces, many years ago. Other freelance gigs, I suppose. Full um, bands yeah, when, when they asked me about doing this gig and discussed the material and everything, I thought, you know, this just doesn't sound like a straight-up drum set gig, and it's kind of changed a little bit, but I thought I'd bring in some more percussion-oriented things like bongos and wood blocks and cowbells and splash cymbals and fun stuff.
0: Where are your googly eyes? Where are they?
5: They're not here.
4: Oh, hoop, hoop, they're players. in
5: my garage. Yeah, they're with my Toms. That's
4: right.
1: <laughs> well, we have we have a few. We have some originals. We'll be working on some more. We've got a couple CDs out. Um, the first CD is with Ed. It's a trio with Ed. It's just self-titled, called the Stellanovas. It has it has several originals on there, um, including one of Ed's. And uh, the new the newer CD is called the Groovy Sessions, named for our, our for Jim, Mr. Groovy Jim Hovi. Oh. called the Groovy Sessions, oh and that's a trio with drums. And so we're hoping maybe the next recording will actually have all of us together at the same time. I don't know, crazy. Because we've crazy worked that idea. way a few times. Either that or we'll put out four solo albums, uh, EPs. But if you pack them simultaneously, they'll yeah, all you know, yeah. work It'll together. It'll be a really a concept album. We'll try yeah. to do that. But this next tune is, uh, is um, one of Mary's. You wrote it on your birthday one year, right?
0: Right, and that's why it's just called Another Day. <laughs>
5: I take it you didn't get flowers that day or something.
0: Hmm. I I think think, think that's something we shouldn't talk about. That means it probably didn't happen. I'm going to get you, Jim. (laughs) I'm going to get you. Although he brought me daisies once. First time I put out my back, I came home and there's this huge pile of daisies. I'm like, those are beautiful. (laughs) I redeemed myself.
1: Mary Gaines on the cello and songwriting.
0: Well. Well. Well, thank you.
1: Mary and I met a, many, many years ago.
0: Yeah?
1: For those of you who didn't know, we're married, but um, we don't let that get between us. We, <laughs> huh? Huh? We, we, <laughs> we met at the UW here, and we, uh, at some point, I was playing with a guitar player, and we played with a group called the Mammals of Swing. And,
4: uh,
0: and I ran into a guy with a cardboard box walking down the street that I was in a class with and he said, go get your cello! Oh, okay, sticks. Drum sticks in a cardboard box. So you, I said, okay. And you listened to a guy with sticks in a cardboard box? Well, he was your friend.
3: Oh, that's right. <laughs> was it that guy from Harmony as well? Or? No. No. Oh, no. Gary Beal. Do you know Gary? The infamous no. Gary oh, Beal. Gary's a great
1: drummer from here in town. Old, old friend of ours.
0: Yeah, jazz and old-timey.
1: But we started playing together at, at uh, Victor's Coffee down on State Street. This was, uh, we, to get in out of the rain, we were playing on, the st- on State Street and playing on the, playing on the street. And uh, one rainy day, we asked if we could play in there, and, and Victor liked it, so we started seeding the till, and we started uh, doing a regular thing there. Big
0: bucks. <laughs> I remember one time when we were playing on the street, Tom Wopat came by. That's right. The actor. And he threw money at us.
5: At you or well, in, 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 towards no. our direction? I was using up. my mother's
0: really old that's cello at the time, so it's kind of woo, moving it to the side and a little. Watch your aim, buddy. But yeah.
1: he's that just a good funny. old boy. He ain't doing no harm. <laughs>
4: Sorry, my um, uncle Jesse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you guys have any? <laughs> do you have any questions for the band? Stump the band. Person in the back there, Mr. Mark Harrod. How long have we been doing Mad Toast Live? We've been doing this, well... Uh, a little of, over a year. Officially, back here in the, in the in the back, the very cool back room here at the Brink Lounge. Yeah, about a year. a year, over a year.
0: But we started six months before, or seven months before that, in May, doing it out front on the couches. But that was pre-podcast. But, you know, when your knees are kind of above your shoulders and you look like you're half asleep and yeah. you're trying to get the microphone down that far, it just really doesn't <laughs> wasn't quite as conducive to doing a... Yeah a show that we wanted people to That was an excellent question, though. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. All right.
3: I'd I, like to add on to that question. Why do you call it Mad Toast Live? Is oh, there an oh, incident with it. an angry baguette or something? <laughs> or? <laughs>
4: do you want to field well, that
0: one, Mary? When we first got a computer, I was doodling on it, and I made this piece of toast, and then I drew a face on it, and then I kept doodling, you know, with the mouse, which back then was not very accurate. It was high-tech. It was
5: like an Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah, and yeah it, it ended weird.
0: up looking like Mad Toast, and I just really liked that it idea. It had that little
1: squiggly line like burning toast above it it was perfect it was great
3: so yeah. it really is a mad bread yeah mad bread
1: <laughs> originally but then we thought we thought that we would have uh, our our maybe our publishing company a music publishing would be mad toast music or something like that which it sort of is um, but then, I don't know. Well, We're then it also seems like a toast to
0: Madison. Yeah, so that's really what it so, is. So, you know, it has the two meanings. That's a good question. Angry, <laughs> angry dry <laughs> toast. All D, angry. all of the above. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, right, that's right.
1: There's no wrong answer here. Yeah. Or a right answer. Evidently.
4: Yeah.
0: Want to do another tune? Sure. All right. This is a song called Remember Me that I wrote before I ever met Chris. That he thought I had written it about another guy. So he wrote his own verses and added to it.
1: <laughs> That's just the way I am I'm sorry
0: But it wasn't about another guy It was just a fictitious idea But He still doesn't believe me one, two, one, Feeling down So I wrote this song for you Feeling down But don't let that I made you Still be
2: telling the truth to you, to you, to you, to you. Do you remember New Orleans? It wasn't the spring of the year. We were in love, or so I thought we called the sights and the sounds. We were a pair of inseparable. Till that fateful autumn afternoon when I discovered the note upon your dresser, my dear. And now here I sit in this little bistro civic cappuccino, longing again the sweet sound of your breath in my ear. These tears were falling and I'll find myself again. So, our spring is the year, song. We were, for you in love us. So, I thought we called the signs and the sounds. We were appealing down.
0: The river to but don't let that me. You can
2: discover the note upon your dress, my dear. And, <clears throat> and now, here as, I as you go, you may not forget the sweet sound of your breath. in my ear. So, i wrote this song. And song you. All you myself again.
1: I'm talking about them. Here. Yeah, These guys over here. Well, now, Ed, you uh, you, were, you were down, you studied at North Texas State, right? I did. It's a pretty heavy-duty
3: jazz school. It was. I should be a much better player at this point. <laughs>
1: it wasn't a comment on that.
3: It's really no uh, disservice to the school or anything. Uh-huh. I'm not representative of it.
1: Well, what's it like for you, though, in... Um, Playing, this is sort of, I guess, I don't know what you'd call this in terms of like the history of jazz, kind of neoclassical, classic jazz, I guess, or something.
3: What this group does or yeah. what I do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'd call it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it that. None of the above, I don't know. It's
0: kind of garage jazz.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's a... definitely eclectic, which I, yeah, which eclectic. I enjoy. And um, probably for the last 10 or so years, I've been playing a lot of acoustic guitar. So yeah. um, just coming from an electric guitar background, it's just fun to play electric again and just, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, you can it. do some very, very different things on, the, on this guitar than you do. Is like, when you were with uh, Caravan Gypsy Swing Ensemble, you guys are doing incredible, um, well, Django right tunes, but also things inspired by that. You're doing originals.
3: Yeah, it's too. just a real intense, stylistically, you know, um, you know.
0: Departure. Intense, you know, yeah.
3: difference from this. So this is, you know, a little more laid back and um, definitely mellower and right. fun, so different. How about you, Jim? Hi. What's your answer?
5: <laughs> what was the
4: question again?
5: <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoy playing this kind of music a lot. I, you know, I, my background is yeah. big band, lots of big band drumming. Uh, you know, when I was college in college at Northern Wisconsin uh, instead of North Texas, um, you know, I did a lot of big band playing. Um, and uh, then, you know, acoustic jazz combos and stuff and rhythm and blues bands. But, um, you know, so my background is is much more from a kind of more the traditional acoustic yeah. jazz setting or, or big band jazz orchestra setting. So then when I come into this, you know, it's the kind of thing where I can lay down that real hard-driving big band feel, right. that pulse, or we can do the kind of subtle...
1: It's huh. funny. You, I hear Gene Krupa back there every now and then. She's oh, yeah. really cool in a small Huge, combo.
5: huge influence when I was a kid. That was the yeah. first record I bought. Yeah. Believe it or not. G- uh, Gene Krupa, Buddy Rich, Drum Battle. And I, s- <laughs> oh, man. I still have it. It's a huge <laughs> influence, yeah.
1: So what's the best, I don't know, if, if, you, if there was like a, a Krupa lick, is there a oh, cr- Gene Krupa lick?
5: Yeah, there's There's a few. Um, You know, that kind of thing. Real syncopated and... Yeah. Oh. Stuff like that, yeah. you know. He just was the master, master the of that. And, and you know, he master. was highly respected, highly regarded by Buddy Rich, who was, you know, probably one of the most incredible chops drummers right. ever, even to this day. Were they
1: contemporaries or was... Buddy they, was actually younger, right? Yeah,
5: Buddy was yeah. younger, but uh, they, they, they were... Uh, so he was a huge. Gene was an influence on him, but he was also a, a very good friend, a very okay. dear friend. And they used to do drum battles, and Buddy would hold back a little bit because he, he you know, he could buzz saw. Oh, if, really? You know, right through Gene if he wanted, but he was respectful. Yeah. Of his elders.
1: Yeah. Krupa was, from what I understand, maybe a nicer person. Yeah. Not was, that that matters
5: <laughs> necessarily. Yeah, I've got the secret tapes of Buddy Rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: That's pretty interesting. They're floating around out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what's your background, sweetie?
1: Oh, mine. Oh, you don't want to hear that.
0: Yeah. I can't yeah. remember it. We've been married so long.
1: Actually, not so much. There, there's that mixed with, you know, I my, uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the family, the fam played a lot. My cousins and uncles and aunts, everybody played something, and. Uh, and my dad played piano, and he played accordion. And that's this is actually my father's accordion that I'll be playing in a couple tunes. Um, we, he had cancer at one point, and so all all the kids we all chipped in and bought him this accordion because he had a. I uh, guess a fairly good story. He uh, met my mother in uh, Germany when he was in the air force in, in Bavaria. My mother is a Bavarian, and um, uh, he had a big black Honer accordion over there. He had a maroon Jeep that was really cool. We still razz him about that. Couldn't you have brought that over? The Jeep? The Jeep, yeah, but okay. no, he, he was responsible and sold it. But, um, so he didn't have an accordion for many years, so finally we all pitched in and got him an accordion, got him this accordion, and uh, so now I have it. But they tend, to, uh, they tend to multiply. I had this one, and then for some reason, at some point I had like five of them. We had
0: five. Yeah. I, I think we gave two away. Yeah, thank God. I'm not sure if you were there at the time. Buried
3: in the backyard. La,
4: la, la.
0: Well, you know, if a relative or an old friend says, "Have you ever ever heard of an accordion?" I'm like, "Yeah, what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> Mail it off."
4: Yeah.
1: How much How much do you want for me to give you this? Yeah. You? Um, but yeah, got got influenced by jazz early on, and and had some wonderful teachers, and that's really great. If anyone has a great teach has had a great teaching teacher experience, and we're all teachers now, and so that's really important because. Uh, um, Because it does have such a huge impact.
0: It really does, yeah. um. And, you know, there was one of those instruments that you took up. You're going to hate me for this, but... (laughs) Like, when you first started playing the lap steel...
1: Oh, that must have hurt.
0: Yeah, me and the cat would just hide in the basement. (laughs) Because,
1: well... You still hide in the basement a lot. I've noticed well, there's this. a lot more going on oh, down yeah, there that's now.
4: True. That's you know? true. Yeah.
3: But you love some deep scars.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. We want to air all this stuff publicly. It helps us. So bear, bear with us. You've got
0: to get it out. Actually, when we had a trombone player, we really found out what our cats were about. Oh, yeah. yeah. The trombone player came in, and suddenly he felt this, well, claws on his back, basically, <laughs> because the cat was going, meow! crawling up his back. Because she'd never heard that before and never <laughs> wanted to hear it again. But. How about you? We Me? Tell, yeah, what's, what's up with that? Well, um... Did you start on cello? No, I started on guitar when I was five. And you'd think I'd be better <laughs> at guitar for that, but I could never really totally decide. Guitar player syndrome. Yeah. And then, um, then I started playing cello in fourth grade. And my first band was a quartet in middle school. I was the tallest one, and the only girl. That was fun for me. <laughs> but um, and then high school, you know, and then I grew up. And no, I didn't. But um, oh yeah, in college I studied jazz guitar, and then I started trying to study jazz cello, of which there was none really yeah. in this town, and which isn't really a surprise because it was a little while ago. But um, I finally kind of settled on. On the cello, I played bass for many years, fretless bass. Yep, still do. In various bands, yeah. But I like four strings. Yeah. My brain can comprehend <laughs> it. and I like no frets because then you can... Yeah. You can do that with your voice, but on the guitar it's more like... Ah, 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 yeah. ah, ah, ah. <laughs> well, it's a it sure cool sound. going sounds.
1: past the frets. It's a great sound, too, for a small combo like this because... Uh, the, the the sound maybe is a little more compact. We don't necessarily need the the extreme low end.
0: Oh yeah, you just don't want me to play upright bass. <laughs> well, I've Not always true. wanted to play upright bass because yeah. my dad played upright bass and yeah. still does. but Who,
1: who's your favorite uh, jazz cellist?
0: A uh, uh, guy up in Appleton. Oh yeah, that's right. Contemporary. Yep. Matt. Matt Turner. Matt Turner. Yep. Yeah, Matt's awesome. He's my favorite jazz cellist. Oh.
1: Should we do this, this tune, uh, this next tune? Uh, we've got a few more for you here. Um, one that we uh, wrote on the way to a gig one night in the car, so we called it Car-Rumba.
3: I know, it's a groaner, I know.
0: Do the one with the accordion. Don't tell him. Oh, crap. Okay. Uh, Okay. It's going to be... It's going to be a French song-ish that I wrote. It's not really French because I wrote it, but... um,
1: I wrote a couple lyrics to it that Mary hates, and uh, (laughs) I'm thinking of having them translated into French, it'll sound much nicer.
0: And then I won't care because I will not know what they say.
4: Of
1: course, French speakers then might not like it either. We won't tell them. We will not tell them. So pretend you are on a foggy night. You are in Paris. Some back, back little alley. You have a bottle of wine.
0: An alley?
1: You're in an alley.
0: Why are we in an alley? I don't
1: know. Just go with me. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: it's raining, but you are dry. Fairly. you uh-huh. It's called Rainy Waltz. Let's do another tune of Mary's here.
0: It's Mary's Tune Night. Mary's Tune Night. Yeah.
1: I need a fiddle for this. What do I need? What's going on here? <laughs> What's the story behind this tune,
0: honey? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wrote this as an exercise in college. And I had a different name for it. And I lopped off some letters later.
1: You can guess what the name was by the title.
0: But, but it's called Tin Tile. Any guesses? Don't tell him, honey. Okay, never mind. I, I, I kind of s- thought about this song because I was looking at um, this park in Paris where the um, that huge thing, you know, the Eiffel Tower. No, what is it? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah the, the is Eiffel it. Tower. <laughs> Down oh, in the, the garden, town. it used yeah. to be uh, a tile manufacturing where that park oh, yeah. is. Wow, way, way, way back, and. Uh, for some reason, it struck me that this would work for that. You won't hear anything that makes <laughs> you think of that. But so, tinta Just me. Yeah. <laughs> so, just one time on that intro. <laughs>
1: Do we have time for one more, Mary, Jim, Ed?
5: Yeah,
0: let's... I think so.
1: So has this raised any questions for anybody? Any? Yeah. How do, you write songs? How do we write songs? That's a good question.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> well, um, I'm one of those people who only writes when I'm inspired, so I don't necessarily write a lot. Not prolific. Not prolifically. But... Um, I just sit down with my guitar and. Even if I don't feel like it and something comes out and sometimes I throw it away and sometimes I keep working on it. Mm-hmm. And lyrics are the same way. Yep. Um how about you? Well sometimes we write
1: spontaneously, actually we've got there's a recording on our website. If you go to thestellanovas.com, which is our, our official website there was one show that we played as a trio with Jim that the, web, the song is on. is called Isabella Samba.
0: It's actually the intro music to the show. It's
1: the intro music to the show. That's right. And what, what happened is we were tuning up and they were rec- happened to be recording the show and we were tuning up and Jim started just playing some riff and Mary was tuning and I kind of went into this thing and we just kind of went into this song and it turned out we ended up coming back to the same melody at the end so that makes it official. <laughs>
0: Yeah, when you're improvising, if you actually remember during the time period what you played earlier, that's the trick. Yeah,
1: and some other neat stuff happened in between there, but uh, so that happened. Ed and I have it. There's a tune that's on the end of our first CD that the Stellanovas, where where we were just playing, we were practicing. I think what Mary was. What did you guys sick. call that again? Uh, uh, your chakras showing. That's what we called it.
3: Wasn't that originally about 25, 30 minutes long? Yeah, and I think so. I think you pulled out. <laughs> Two minutes worth of, of, of magic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of other hoo-ha in there. <laughs> well, thank you all for coming. We're going to play one more song for you. Uh, so all of these are originals except for the first one, of course, St. James Infirmary. And the last one is called Some of These Days. And, um, and these are both public domain now. But um, this last tune, I've always loved it. One of my favorite jazz violin players, a guy named uh, Sven De Asmussen. I think he might still be around, but he's sort of a contemporary of, of Stefan Grappelli, who a lot of people equate jazz violin with Stefan Grappelli. Well, Sven Asmussen was a Danish violin player, and he he came over to the States a lot, but mostly spent his time recording in Europe, and so he's not that well-known over here, but in my book, he's one of the, one of the all-time greats, and he's on a lot of the big classic jazz violin compilations. And he, he really, I think more than many, really... Um, um, Soaked in a lot of the different styles, and they showed up in his playing. So he, you could tell he was obviously v- well versed, versed in swing, but also bop phrasing and all kinds of stuff. And uh, and he, he was just a goofball too, and he sang really well. And he played vibes. He was one of these Renaissance uh, musicians, I guess. But anyway, here's a tune inspired by uh, uh, what's his name? I Sven. Say. Sven. Thank you, Sven hey.
0: Mr. Sven. <laughs> yeah.
1: My good friend.
2: some of these days you're gonna miss me honey some of these days you're gonna be so miss my hugging you're gonna miss my kissing you'll miss me Of the day
1: Thanks very much. Ed Fila here on the guitar. Jim Hoovey back here on the drums. Mr. Chris Wagner on the violin. Next, Mary Gaines on the cello. You can catch us on February 12th at the Midwest Gypsy Swing Festival. We'll be there on a Friday night. Thanks so much. Go to thestellanovas.com for our full schedule. And thanks for coming to Mad Toast Live. MatosLive.com and on iTunes podcast, Twitter, Twitter, etc. Thanks to Andy LaValley back here doing our sound and uh, podcast producing, Bear Sound. And uh, thanks to the
4: Brink Lounge and WRT 89.9
1: FM here in Madison. Thank you for coming.